Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest. And the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I'm learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress, for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. Hi, everyone. Today, I am super excited for a guest who I am so blessed to be able to call my friend. She is one of the reasons why I'm even here with a podcast. She continues to help and she is just a wealth of information. And so her name is Leah Bryant. She is a fraud investigator turned podcast producer. She went from fighting crime to conquering ums and us, and in my case, many other letters. (laughs) Which is basically the same thing, right? She is a strategic podcast producer helping coaches and course creators launch and maintain their podcasts so that they can share their inspirational and helpful messages without the podcast taking over their lives. Leah takes her superpowers from being an investigator, like her attention to detail and the ability to look at a problem from 10,000 feet and find a solution and strategy that best fits your needs when it comes to podcasting. In addition to helping manage and launch over 500 episodes for 25 podcasts, she helps her clients learn how podcasting can grow their audience of raving fans and increase their income. Her strategic custom approach to launching and managing podcasts helps you uncover your ability to show up confidently and inspire people to take action with your message. She does so much more than that. Even I can attest to that in just a short time of knowing Leah. Hi, Leah. Welcome. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. It has been my pleasure to just get to know you, to work with you. I know in launching this, I had so many questions and you have just opened up the space as a friend. Seriously, you have so much wisdom in this area and I would not be here if it was not for you. And In doing that, I have really just learned the heart behind here and just more of your story. And so I think sometimes when I started to get involved in and start with this podcast and talking to you through my questions, I mean, you are editing my podcast and I'm so grateful for that. It just seemed like you were doing this forever. And so I was so grateful for that and everything that you do with it. And so when I asked you, how long have you been doing this? And you shared that I was taken back because I was like, that is amazing that God is working in and through you in such a short amount of time with your company. And so would you Mm -hmm. like to share more about that? Yes. So it will actually be three years on the 21st of this month. I'm so excited. That's amazing. (laughs) I love it so much. But yes, so I, like you read in my bio, was originally in corporate America investigating fraud and had the desire and the prompting to leave corporate to come home, as they say, to start a family. And we were successful in having Ezra a couple years later. And 
I love motherhood. It's pretty much the greatest joy that I've experienced in life thus far. And while in the beginning stages of, you know, first time mother learning, you know, to be a mom and all that stuff, I was like, okay, I love this so much, but Heavenly Father, I need a little something for my strategic side of my brain that needs like the thinking and the questions and the digging and just being actively involved in something. And I was prompted to start a business that I could work from home while still being present for Ezra and my family and became a virtual assistant and did that for, I don't know, a couple of months. And I still wasn't feeling that, or I wasn't feeling fulfilled as I thought I would be. So I prayed about it and I was like, there's something else, Heavenly Father. I'm not trying to be picky, Yeah, (laughs) but can you help me, you know? And I was directed to become a podcast manager and producer and took a course with Lauren Wrighton and it just changed my life, literally changed my life because within two weeks into the course, I had my first client and then it just kind of like exponentially grew right after that. And all thanks to listening to Heavenly Father in my prayer. So it's been an amazing journey so far. And I get to work with amazing people like you. You're so sweet. I feel the same way about you. And praise God. I think that sometimes it's like that, right? Like the stirring, like, yeah, this is great. This is like the next step. But like, it doesn't feel where I'm supposed to be. Like, help me. And I love how you did that. I think that in even hearing your story that you're going to share, like there's just been these parts that you have just leaned into him you've paused and mm-hmm. you've just leaned into him like something's not right. Help me. Yes. And I love that you did that. That's so powerful. It's a great lesson in itself. In our conversations and many voice memos, I was sending you like a friend. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I know that a couple of weeks ago where you were fighting a sickness or mm-hmm. some kind of cold. And I always do this in people in my, in my life. And uh, as I say, real life, but although this is real life too, it just feels a little, you right. know, this online world of meeting people who become your friends. But if you know me, I do often, whenever we're sick, I always recommend something that even though I'm not a doctor, just works for me and has worked for me. It's something that years ago, someone I work with suggested to me and it's chewing raw garlic. And I, once again, I'm not recommending anyone do it unless you check with the doctor. I am not a doctor, but it helps me. Mm -hmm. And so in our conversation, I had mentioned to you that because that's what I do. And you had mentioned about having heightened senses. So that would not be a good thing for you. In what you said, I I don't remember your exact words, but you had shared something in that moment. And maybe you remember better just about having heightened senses where your sense of smell is heightened because of the loss of other Mm -hmm. senses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And that is when you started to share your story. Mm -hmm. And I know through you sharing it to me, I kept sitting back and saying, like, God is oh my goodness, he has done so much amazing things in your story and turn your test into testimonies. And so I want to give you the stage here to uh, share. Well, thank you. Yes. So it's funny because I didn't really think about the correlation between a loss of a sense or a partial loss of a sense and gaining more of other senses. And Mm. I was in a conversation with someone a couple of years ago and they had mentioned it that you know, one of their friends had through an accident or something had lost their sight and how their hearing and their sense of touch really like amplified because of that loss. And I was like, oh, well, this makes so much sense because I have partial paralysis from the waist down and um, my other senses as in my hearing and my sense of smell, like it's just insane how much they've grown. Like 
Wow. Yes. So like when you said chew garlic, I was like, oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I will smell that for months. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, To go back to the beginning of why, because I wasn't born this way. I was functioning as perfect as humanly possible. And I had some back pain in 2011 and was very resistant to listen to my body Mm. when it tells me there's something wrong. So I was like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I went to the doctor on a Monday and then I was supposed to have an injection of steroids um, into my spine to kind of help the pain and the discs. As luck would have it, the following Thursday of the same week, I woke up in excruciating pain and I was like, okay, I cannot go to work like this. I can't drive. Let's be smart about this, Leah. And so I called in sick to work. I took the medication that they had prescribed me on that Monday, took a nap. And when I woke up from the nap, yeah, I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. I was like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I don't know how much you want me to go into detail, but I always love this part of the story just because it's funny. And while life is hard and bad things yeah. happen, I always try to find hope and funny in it. Yeah. So yeah. when I woke up, you know, instinctively, I would say 99.9% of the planet <laughs> would call emergency <laughs> services <laughs> right 911 yeah absolutely but leah <laughs> in her infamous wisdom yeah called her parents who were an hour and a half away <laughs> i mean it's it's a testimony of your relationship with your parents so that's yes. amazing yes <laughs> my dad picks up the phone bless his heart i love it you know i explained the situation and he said why <laughs> Why are you talking to me right now and not 911? <laughs> oh my goodness. And if you do or don't know me, I'm a very modest person. I was in pajamas, you guys, and I didn't have pants on. And I was like, but dad, I don't have pants on. Oh my goodness. And so I waited until my mom could come assist me. And and that was, you know, a whole old deal because you can't feel anything. Yeah. You're just, yeah. Oh, wow. But long story short, pants were on successfully. We called 911. Oh, my goodness. And (laughs) went to the ER. And they're asking, you know, all the things. And I was explaining them up until now. And my dad said it was so funny because they took like a tiny needle while I was talking. And they put it into the bottom of my foot. Yeah. And like when I didn't move, he was like the nurse's face was like, oh. Went to an MRI, the neurosurgeon called like en route to the hospital because he was on call and he was like prep her for surgery i'm on the way and had emergency surgery to decompress my disc that had slipped into my spinal cord l4 l5 is at the bottom of your spine oh my goodness and when i woke up the next day he said a couple things um one was had you waited six more hours you would have been permanently paralyzed praise god you didn't oh my goodness Yes, right? Like, I'm glad we were swiftly able to get my pants on and get to the ER. (laughs) And I feel as though it's even like listening to your body. That that is so important. Yes, because I'm like, you know, had I not listened, what would have happened if I was driving or if I was at work or, you know, just all the things, right? So Mm -hmm. the promptings and listening, finally listening, I should say, it all worked out for the best. And the second thing he said was, you know, with nerve damage, it's hard to tell how extensive the damage is. Yeah. So he said, you know, I've done all I can do. You know, it's up to God now, like what happens? And 
He's like, I don't know if you'll ever walk again. And me being a stubborn early 30s was like, well, you don't know me. You don't know God. We've got this. We're just- I love that. <laughs> With God, all things are possible. That is awesome. Right? Yes. And that was always my attitude, right? Like, I could do anything through Christ who strengthened me. So I was just like, yes, I've totally got this. And his face, when I said that, was a little shocked because people receiving news like that, they probably don't approach it. Maybe they do approach it, I don't know, kind of like in the laughy, positive way. You know, sometimes they may need to think about the situation they're in. But I was able to approach it as in my happy-go-lucky self, as I always do. And come to find out, a couple days later, he gave me this big packet of stapled papers. And on the front of it, it said, Cauda Equina Syndrome. So at the base of your spine, you have a bundle of nerves that is grouped together, and they look like a horse's tail. So they call that the Cauda Equina. And so... When my L4, L5 slipped into my spine, it pinched those bundle of nerves to where they were damaged. And then they, you know, I have the partial paralysis from the waist down. I saw the heading of that paper and my mom saw the heading of that paper. And I love my mom and I love her relationship with God because I think she set all of this emotion as far as my recovery going so well because she was like, okay, hey, let's just put this papers in this drawer. We'll read them later. You know, like that was the first thing that started Mm. not focusing on the problem or what it is or what that meant, but focusing on, okay, let's do this. Let's recover, right? Like in a positive way. So I was able to keep my cheery disposition. So I was in the recovery ward Um, for about 30 days or so, you know, learning how to function because we learned to walk when we're very tiny. You don't expect to do that again in your life, especially like when you're in your early 30s. So, and nobody knew, right? Nobody knew if I was going to be able to. So it was just the fact of learning how to sit up, learning how to transition from the bed to a wheelchair, yeah, learning how to take a shower seated, you know, all the things that you don't think about. And that you do on a daily basis regularly. To go back to the part about my mom putting the packet in the drawer and that she started the positiveness of my recovery is because it stands out to me so much. And I didn't think about a lot of this until you and I were talking about it. You know, every nurse, every therapist, nurses, aide, janitor, anybody that came into my room, they were always so like shocked that I was happy, laughing, joking, Like, I wasn't sad about my situation, which I had every right to be if I wanted to be, but I wasn't. And I could only thank God for putting that block. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but putting that block in my brain to where I wasn't focusing on the what ifs, how am I, you know, all the things and really focus on being in the moment Mm -hmm. of learning this new way of life for myself. And really trying to, I didn't think about it then, but now also being an example of what faith can do for you. Amen. Yeah. Because I listened to worship music in the room. That was just part of my life. And I wasn't thinking about it at the time. But now when I think about it, it was like my testimony was 
there already and people were seeing that while I wasn't verbally telling them that my testimony, they were seeing it in my actions and mm. my attitude and while I was learning to do all the things. Everything you're saying is just so powerful. And it's really like showing how those times that, I mean, I, I think I was just posting about James chapter one, mm -hmm. verse two to three, where consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, mm -hmm. because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And, you know, we don't want the trials, right? Like I'm right. always like, I don't want the trial. And there's so many we don't understand, like, right? right. I don't want to see people going through things like this. Um, and we don't understand a lot. And there's so many things that are so hard. And it's like, why did I have to go through that? And we can get stuck in that trying to figure out why, right? But you literally took those thoughts captive and you were leaning onto his strength. And I love how you said there was a block there. I think sometimes that God does that, right? He blocks us from mm -hmm. whatever it is because he wants us, when we lean into him, he's yes. protecting us from things. And you were learning through it. You were learning physically, but you were like, he was pouring into you all these lessons mm -hmm. and these the strength, his yes. strength. Yes. And th that's what those people, when they walked in, they must have been like, how is she so strong in this? And God's strength was shining yes. in us. So that is just a, such a beautiful testimony in how you were in your reaction. I do want to say not every day was like rainbows and mm. butterflies and all the things. Right. And I think this is important to tell too, because I wasn't, nor am I now, like oblivious to the fact that the trial I was going through was hard and right. I needed to feel the emotions that I should be feeling. Right. I woke up one day and we were getting ready to go to therapy and the nurses were coming in and doing their checks. You know, they like check your pulse and your legs and all that things. And they looked at one of my legs and they were like, oh, something's not right. Let's go get this checked out. The night before I was diagnosed with having MRSA oh while I was in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so then like the following morning, come to find out I had a blood clot in my leg. When they told me I had a blood clot in my leg, I was like, okay, I have done really well thus far, you guys. Can we shut the blinds on the window? Yeah. Can you just turn the lights off and let me just have... Yeah. <laughs> let me just have a couple yeah. hours, right? Like, let me just be in my feelings. Let me just feel it. And it was almost kind of therapeutic in a way because I hadn't really felt anything until then. I was able to take in the situation, what was going on. And it's almost like those two things happened at that time because... God knows us. Mm -hmm. He knows how we are. Mm -hmm. He knows that Leah is really great about just trying to find the good and happiness. And I feel like he's like, okay, Leah needs to feel this. Leah needs to recognize. Leah needs to do these things. While she does lean on me, she also needs to lean on me a little more, right? So mm. I was able to have that time and have that moment. I cried. I wailed. All the things, right? And it just allowed me this space to have the human moment of mm. why me? Why all of this? Like, why isn't this and this bad enough? And then I've got this, right? Like all the things right? anybody would feel during that time. Leaning into God doesn't mean you don't feel emotions. Right. We're human, like you said, yes. like do the human thing. Like ignoring it won't solve it, but recognizing it, sure, reject it, replace it. Yes. But being able to sit there and just experience it too, like, in order to heal from it is yes. super important. I love how you just worded that was so beautiful. I I like sometimes like relate it to and I've always in my mind thought of this. I don't know where I learned it somewhere along the line. 
it was just something I thought of with anxious thoughts and anxiety mm-hmm. that to look at it like a train, you have to stop for them. Mm-hmm. When you're driving in a car, you can't just say, I'm going to try to beat it, right? Like I'm going to yes. try to ignore the train. You can't ignore the train. That won't be good. So you have to stop for it, mm-hmm. recognize it, but you don't need to jump on it. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. And that just has really just helped me like sometimes just like what you did, like pausing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to sit here. I need to sit here with God. I need to feel the feelings. I don't need to stay here, but I do like we can't ignore it because that does not allow for the healing that God wants us to walk into. Yes. So I love that. It's so true because were there feelings of, I should just lay here and feel sorry for myself for the next Mm. all time and eternity. Yes. Because the adversary wants us to be like that. If we're miserable, then we're not happy and leaning into God, right? Like, right, right. If we're miserable, then we don't want to read the scriptures. We don't want to pray. We don't want to do anything. And those thoughts were there. I will never, ever say that they weren't. They were so there because it would have been so easy to be like, okay, I'm just done. I don't want to get up and go work on my arm strength today. I don't want to get up and go work on trying to stand up. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I could have been very resistant. But I am so grateful for just the way that God was able to, I can't explain anything other than placing that block of me not really realizing the situation that I was in, Mm -hmm. but then also realizing she needs to feel, you know, she needs to work through these emotions and have that moment. And then to be able to, you know, lean into my faith and prayer and God and just realizing the miracle that was I don't know, just everything, the way that it happened was just overwhelmingly beautiful to me. And I know that probably sounds so bizarre to say. No, no. Yeah. And then the growth of I went from wheelchair to wheelchair and walker and then walker to walker and a cane and then a cane and then walking unassisted. It's almost like I kind of like related to like the growth of like a butterfly, right? Like, Mm. And how that transition and it's beautiful at the end. And just thinking about while going through this whole process, like how God touched my life in a way that, oh goodness, I'll try not to get too emotional, but just in a way that will forever, I'm just transformed forever. And yeah, I haven't been really great at sharing my story. And I feel like I'm so glad you asked me to come and share because I feel like but we were just talking about this before that keeping our trials or struggles quiet um, because we don't want to seem like it's about us, right. that we're not doing anyone any any good because just by sharing our struggles, that someone could hopefully find a piece of them in that story and be like, wow, she was able to lean into God and look at the transformation and the hand that he played in her healing. And maybe that's possible for me too, right? Regardless of whatever it is you're going through. Yeah. So thank you for letting me come and share and bring some hope to someone's day that, you know, whatever it is that they may be struggling with or going through that while, yes, it is and can be bad, that there is something beautiful that can come from it if you lean in and pray and trust him because he is the healer and he can do all things. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love how you said that too. It's just, I think it's so easy sometimes to not want to share parts of the story, Mm -hmm. even if we feel prompted to, right? Because we feel like you said, like, 
we don't want to make it about us. We don't want to talk about ourselves too much. And that's, I have learning time and time again, that that is not the way that God wants us to live when we're prompted to share or we have the opportunity. Somebody needs to hear it, right? Right. Testimonies are powerful. Like what God has done, it's not turning eyes to us. It's really like, right. look at what God has done in my life. Yes. And it's turning eyes to him. Yeah, I just love that. And I just love how there was like another part, if you don't mind sharing. I don't mind. There was another part that you mentioned and it made me think of, because I, I was reflecting on like how there's all these opportunities in life and all these testimonies we all walk through mm-hmm. and where sometimes part of it we hold on to as, I don't know, I, and this might not be for everybody, but like in my own life, I have experienced where I may hold on to something as an excuse. I may not want to admit it or like in a crutch. Yes. But really sometimes those things God calls us to let go of because he's trying to use it as an opportunity. And so there was something you had mentioned about and just made me think of that. Like, what am I holding on to that I need to let go of right now? Mm-hmm. When like God said, God uses this opportunity. Was it a doctor said to you, why are you still? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes. Okay. So a year later after my surgery, you know, I went back to my neurosurgeon checkups and things like that. And I walk in with my cane and he looks at me and, you know, as doctors do, <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah. etiquette they could possibly have because you're not laying in a table asleep. <laughs> he was like, why are you walking with that cane? And I was like, "Um, hello, I can't feel my feet. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like we had that relationship to where I could be like that. And he was like, do you really need that cane? And I was like, oh, that had become my safety blanket. Like mm-hmm. I held on to it. Like I wasn't trusting anyone or anything or God or, you know, to be able to really realize that, oh, maybe I don't need it. So, you know, I went home and in Leah true fashion, stubbornness, you know, yeah, I went home to my apartment and I like furniture surfed and I surfed with the wall, you know, like I yeah, yeah. put my hand on furniture, I felt unsteady. And I just was like, I could do this. If he asked that question and he's a doctor, he knows more than me sometimes, but yeah. like, okay, Leah, let's do this. So it was just, Heavenly Father, we've got this. Yeah. You know, we can do this. And it was almost like, you know, when we were talking about this, that I think that even God may have prompted him to say Mm. that because... I love that. It was just so funny how he said it out of the blue and like so nonchalantly, like, why are you still walking with that cane? And over time, I did it in my apartment and then I felt comfortable at my apartment and I was like, okay, I can do this at work. So I still had it, carried it. In a way that I wasn't using it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And kind of did the same thing at work, you know, touched a desk here or there or wall here or there if I felt unsteady. And, you know, within a matter of a couple months, I was like, wow, I really didn't need it. I was just leaning on it because it was habit, right? Like it was just you when you do something, I don't know even how to explain it, but it just never occurred to me like, oh, I didn't need it. And it was another one of those blessings, right? Because having that freedom of not having to depend on the cane, but putting more of my faith and dependency, if you will, onto God and into God. I love that. It's amazing. His time is so perfect. Like so true. It was like, okay, so now Leah, this is the time, right? right? Like, and actually I'm going to have to do another episode and talk about this whole topic. But it reminded me, even when you first told me this of in John chapter five, verses six through eight, 
on a man at the side of the pool yes. at Bethesda mm-hmm. and where he had been laying there, yes. right? And believing this was a place where people was famous, where people yes. would come if they were sick or they had a handicap and they believed that their healing would come from the pool yes. if you're the first person in there. And when you said that, I immediately thought of this and I thought of the line, yes. the verse where it says, then Jesus said to him, pick up your mat and right. walk. And walk. And I was yes. like, wow, like lay down the excuses. Ugh. I mean, of course, like there's yes. a time and a place, but God literally yes. in that moment, like you said, you felt as though God had put it on the doctor's heart to share that, lay down the excuses, yes. like no matter how long it's been. It may not come and it immediately, but you took it literally right. step by step. Yes. I don't know if complacent is the right word I mm. want to use or it's just comfortable. Yeah. Right? Like, don't want to push myself to do a hard thing. Right. But it's just like, oh, my goodness. Mm. You know, have the faith in God. Have the faith in Him. Yeah. That, you know, if it's in your heart to do something, whether it be walk or write that book or start a right. podcast or start a family or whatever it is that's in place on your heart or that you have a prompting or if somebody else has prompted you, obviously, yes, pray about it if that's right. But then just have the faith to literally take that step yeah, and do it. I love that. Because if I wasn't a faithful person and didn't have that relationship, who knows if I would have went home and had literally taken that step. That's so true. You know, I'm just so grateful for the testimony that Heavenly Father has placed in my heart and that I can have to share with people that trust Him, like even through the heart. There's like that reason, like you just said, like I love how you just said that, like those promptings on the heart, sometimes like a burden on the heart. If it's not going away, yes, there is a reason why it's there. Yes, I continue to learn that. And it's so important. And I always say this, like to write it down. Mm-hmm. And when the prompts or more things come on that topic, continue to write it down as you pray. Yes. Because, you know, I think so many of us, we all are really, I would like to say we all are. I think we all are like looking for what is my purpose in this world, right? Yes. And in reflecting on that, you know, our gifts matter, our passions matter, mm-hmm. our life experiences matter, but also as much as we may not want to admit it, our pain really matters. And it, when we look at it, like, what we went through, the painful things really do build into our purpose, I believe. Yes. And I think in hearing your story, I just, I was thinking of another scripture there with the pain where it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that's Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. And I just thought of that because I'm like, in you sharing your story and anyone sharing their story, mm-hmm. God comforted you through this. And now yes. you're using that to comfort other people. And so through this whole trial, do you believe, because I know we started off talking about your company and the amazing things mm-hmm. your company is doing and how you're supporting people. But you didn't start out there. But this happened after your company mm-hmm. developed after this whole experience. And yes. So do you think they tie in together? Most definitely. Because after all that happened, I always loved helping people before my mm-hmm. back injury, like in any capacity that I was able to. And then after that happened, I'm like, well, yeah. how can I help people physically now? Right? Like, I can't go help somebody. Can I just like interject? If yes. you know Leah, you know that she w- wants to help you. Like, I have to stop myself from asking you questions because I know you're going to help me through it all. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just love helping. And yes, see, not everything is rainbows. I got discouraged after because I'm like, 
well, goodness, I can't help somebody move now. Yeah. I mean, sure, I can oversee the moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Or, but I can't, like, physically help someone or, you know, anything like that. And so praying to start my business, God has shown me in, oh, I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, I want to hug. I'm doing, like, air hugs. <laughs> his love for us. Mm. And wow. Sorry. No, it is so beautiful. I'm I'm going to, I'm starting to get all, I have the, <laughs> the feeling in my throat of getting choked right. up. <laughs> And while we may question our purpose or how can I help someone now, he's able to use our abilities in other ways. Amen. Right? So, yes, while I physically can't help someone move, I can sit here and help someone launch the podcast that they've been thinking about forever and be able to share the message that's been placed on their heart to share with the people who need to hear it. And... I can't even explain like the happiness and the gratefulness that swells in my heart when thinking about that because yeah, he's taking the skill sets that I already had and he just molded them into something else, right? Or in a different version or the form of it. It's kind of like the, and I may get this wrong, so if anybody's listening and they're an expert at this, please forgive me, but you know the Chinese bowl that if it breaks, they put it back together with gold and it is still the same, but it may be different. Okay. So it's essentially like how God has done with me. Like I'm still the same, but I'm different, but he's using my talents in a way that can still help people. Oh, wow. And I'm still having that sense of fulfillment that I'm helping and that I'm serving and I'm supporting and I'm able to do all of this because of him and because of my stubbornness too, right? Let's Amen. be honest, but. <laughs> <laughs> Your perseverance. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. I always tell my daughter, you are resilient. You have no idea. So every time she hears that word, she's always like, mommy, they said resilient. I love it. Your resilience shines through everything here. And you said, even though I might not be able to help Mm -hmm. someone move. And I just kept thinking of that because, and I wrote it down because I was like, you help people move. You're helping me move. You help me move the next step. It may not be physical, but literally I would be sitting in this Well, everyone else is doing a podcast. Why should I? When God told me to Mm -hmm. do it, right? Mm -hmm. When I felt the prompting rather and talking to you, you helped me take the move. You were one of the people in my life that God put in my line, in my path to help me move and to make the step into the places where I am not comfortable. But when God calls us to go there, we grow in that discomfort and I am so forever grateful. So you are helping people move. Oh, my goodness. And I love how you said that because it's so true. God takes our broken pieces Mm -hmm. physically, you know, metaphorically, and he puts them together in this beautiful, beautiful testimonies after testimony that we can't even draft up, right? And just, right. and it really helps us uncover and discover our purpose, that the purpose that he has designed for us. And it's just so incredible. Oh, my goodness. He's working right now because I would have never thought about it in that way, Jen. My mind, my heart, like, oh, my goodness. I'm not even at a loss for words because to think about it in that perspective. Wow. Thank you. No, thank you. And we're thanking God. We're praising God because I am so forever grateful for our friendship, for your wisdom, this whole platform. Like I said, I'm grateful. I am so grateful. If anyone wants to follow along, how do people find you? I mean, if you're not following along, Leah, on social media, and her website, this is definitely the time to go and do that because you will be blessed. Can you share how people can find you? 
Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Leah Bryant underscore co, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, all the things. My website is leahbryantco.com. And I just love meeting new people and talking about anything and everything. It doesn't have to be about podcasting. We could talk about, you know, God and how awesome he is and and the miracles that we've seen, or even if you had health struggles or anything and just, you know, want to talk about that. I'm always Mm. open to chat and pray with you and for you and all the things. So yes, thank you. And also listen to Jen's podcast because it's amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) I really do appreciate you. And I usually end with prayer. Do you want to close this out in prayer? Yes, I would love to. Okay. Thank you. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful for you and how you continually show up in our lives each and every day down to the very second and how you always find the time and place to remind us that you are there, Mm. that you love us, that you will always be there. And you will help us to find a way to lean into you. We are so grateful for the podcasting space and how it is transforming the way that people are learning about you and are able to hear stories and testimonies of you and how you work. And we so grateful for Jen to be able to open her heart to your promptings and just to start just to take that step. That's kind of been our theme today is just to take that step and just so grateful for all that you do in our lives each and every day. And we never want to take that for granted. So thank you so much and continue to be with us each and every day. And we ask and we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation, subscribe there for weekly devotionals, and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you'll follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.